We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted Teeth. You left, man, because you have been on the other side of the conversation. You you fully support these young men, you know, getting what they can get financially. Yeah, I mean, in regards to the, the landscape, obviously Notre Dame's just a little different, man. And, and yeah. Corey put a good, a good bow on it because it is something – to be appreciative of of having a standard and sticking to a standard, even though it's not what everybody else is doing. It is an appreciation for it, mm-hmm. even though it may be counter to what has been shown to get to the level that I'm sure everybody wants to be the, the top with. But, you know, it's, it's winning a major bowl game is no nothing to shake a – Shake your head at man. That's Ain't something no. to be really proud of. And Corey's right. We we have gotten spoiled to where making a bowl bowl game or a bowl six game, yeah, was almost a bad thing. Yeah, and that and that it was like the 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 consolation prize or something. Yeah, but I do think that that perspective that he has is going to be embraced a lot better with this playoff system. And 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 because of that, you get to see, I think, some of that original coaching again. Like I think Lou Holtz was able to be able to have a lot of those moments because of how it was set up. Yeah. You know, and I think for Marcus Freeman to be the guy who I still believe has a lot of potential in being able to do this. Yeah. It's just a matter of um, you know, that right support and you know, I think the fan base will be, appreciate the growth of the of the team as we go through these next few years, especially in the development aspect. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. See, I think there's an opportunity for Notre Dame because of the change and the playoff to elevate. Yeah. And be, and be special now. Yeah. Right? Those games mean more now. Those We've, we have never, people. at least we have never asked Notre Dame to change and not be special. Right. That's, that's not what we asked Notre Dame. Never asked Notre Dame to do that. But we have said there is an opportunity for you to improve the experience of your athletes, there is an opportunity to become more appealing in the modern era. Yeah. And to show young men that what you have is not what they've been told by everybody else that wants to negative recruit. You take control of the narrative. See, that's what, that's the possibility that's there for Notre Dame now. You take control of the narrative. And let these young men know what Notre Dame is all about, why you're different, why you're special, and why they need you in their lives. That's that's the opportunity that's available to Notre Dame now. And, you know, hopefully the new president and Pete Babak with the new AD, along with Marcus Freeman leading the team and the program, hopefully they take that. And move the program forward. Absolutely. And it, it'll be something, I think, really refreshing that the approach that people can look at Notre Dame would be, yeah, they'll develop me wholesome mm-hmm. on and off the field. Because now I can trust because it's not a win every game got to be perfect situation. I can trust that my kid can go there in three years, develop, be a part of some really great teams, be a part of really great moments. And then if he gets a chance at the next level, he'll have the playoff film for it. But you can trust that it's not Notre Dame pushing you out the door if you can't, if you get hurt or if you miss that window. I think that that uh, eases the recruiting tension on – what the value it means that is it is greater. I mean, if you if you're not in a position where, or if now with the college football land space is twelve teams, you just got to make the playoffs. Yeah. So the oh, so for a five star, my my idea of the teams that I want to go to expands. It's not just an Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State if I want to win a championship. That was a Keon Keeley thing. Shit, yeah. I mean, Alabama just be winning every year. There's only three teams to really go to if you're a top five star. Now, 
12 teams and can be very interchangeable once you yeah. get past five. Yeah. Because there's really five good teams that, okay, are generally they'll beat just about everybody. And then once you get past five, it's like, hey, a hot team can jump in there and who knows what. So as a top five star, maybe I would want to go to Michigan State because it's my home school. I don't have to go all the way down to Alabama. I can stay at Michigan State. We can jump in and be a top 12 team, and then I'm going to have all the scouts there. Who knows? We can yeah. still work it out. So I think it opens the the door up for five stars to not just be so heavily concentrated at one place because at 12 teams, anybody can win. Look at Oregon. Yeah. Oregon lost to Washington, but they'll be around eight or seven, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. That's a – Pretty solid playoff team. If they catch Georgia or something, who knows? Yeah. It'll shake yeah. things up. Yeah. I I, I went to um, Morgan Park in Chicago. Okay. And, you know, um, you know the, if you were in a, a very smart kid, especially from the inner city, you went to Whitney Young, Kenwood, Morgan Park, or uh, Lane Tech. If you're on the west northwest side, and uh, I, my first choice was Whitney Young, but I had to get up and catch the bus at five in the morning to get to Whitney Young, and I just was like, no, I'm not. That five a.m. is not working for me. So I ended up in Morgan Park, and we had a basketball program. God rest his soul, Coach Herb Ray. He was the head basketball coach, and. He never allowed that basketball program to be about basketball. Like he set a standard. And when I got there in seventh grade, left and played for the seventh grade team, I'll never forget. Um, his standard was in the seventh grade program. Like we came to practice every every uh, Wednesday, we had to have our progress report from all our teachers, or we weren't playing. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to hoop. Like, like, dude, I understand the pressures of getting grades. Heck, it's pressure just from my parents. Like, so I deal with that at home. I thought this would be a release. And this is the thing, left. We didn't. The basketball program wasn't like an elite basketball program. We we won, you know, probably if we played 25 games. A year, we won 15, made it to the playoffs. He didn't believe in that recruiting sixth and seventh graders. He literally took the kids from the surrounding elementary schools and then the seventh, eighth, and eighth grade program. That was his basketball program. Mm. And he was like, hey, this is what I'm going to deal with. All these other coaches in the city, going and getting these kids, giving them false addresses so they could be in the district and do this and do that just to have a basketball program. He's like, I'm not doing that. And the greatest moment was two years before he passed away. He finally had a collection of players from doing it right for over 20 years. You remember Will Bynum that played in the NBA? Great player. Will Bynum and Crane 
were the number one team in the city. And uh, Coach Ray finally had the right group of kids because the program eventually got better, you know, as the years went on. But it got better because he did things the right way. He believed in, hey, you believe in what you do and keep working. Eventually, like you said, left, it brings you joy to see your kids fight through the losses and finally start to win. That's right. And, and no, doing it this way means something. And I had yeah. left, but I, I felt like when they won the city championship in 2007 left, which was like, almost 20 years after I graduated, I felt like that was my championship. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. like, yo, we built this. Like we laid the foundation when he first got there for this to happen. And we finally won the championship. And when he passed away, the Irvin brothers, Byron, Lance is a big time family in Chicago. They basically came and took the program over, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, Morgan Park every year began to rival Simeon. Both schools are on Vincennes Avenue in Chicago. So they used to call it the Battle of Vincennes every year after that. And it would go through times where we would dominate. I don't know if you remember a kid named Charlie Moore. You know, it was a point guard from Miami a couple of years ago. He started out at Cal. Mm. Uh, Charlie Moore was a star player. Ayo Dosumu, that's for the Bulls right now, was a star player for us. You know, there were years like right 2007. Heck, we we got spanked by Jabari Parker and Kendrick Nunn for like four Jabari years. Parker, right? yeah. We took it on the chin, but then we came right back with Charlie Moore. And then we had Adam Miller and Ayo. So we ran off some things. But that whole program was built on her break mm. and what he did. And, uh, bro, I don't know how you feel. When, I'll say when, I don't know if, when Notre Dame wins the next national championship. That's you, bro. That's you. That's CJ. That's like y'all put in the blood, sweat, and tears. That's Manti. That's Jalen. That's all the big bros off the 2011 and 12 squad. Everybody that laid the foundation to revive the program, bro. When Marcus Freeman gets this team over the hump, that's y'all championship, man. I don't know, man. I don't man, know. Man, hey, I'm telling you as a fan. Wait, that's so did, the, that's the brotherhood. That's the championship, bro. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely, I think, for the time we were there, we're able to show that an elevated program to where modern football, college football is going. We were able to show that we had the ability to do that at a high level. We were stuck behind the times of trying to catch up to what is winning football games yeah. today. And I think Coach Kelly did a good job of making that a constant is that, you know, we may have our issues, but we're going to win some games. I think he's figured out how to win a game formula. To be honest. And, and like you said, do it the right way. I do. 
the expectation, this is crazy. The expectation is if you come to Notre Dame as a, a football player, dude, you're graduating in three and a half years. Yeah, that's that's still I, dude, that's like the standard. That, what? That's why if you really haven't gotten playing time after your third year, you still had two years of eligibility and you got this Notre Dame degree. You right on target for it. So Yeah, so you really just put yourself in a position where now I think it's just a such a grateful opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. for guys to be able to experience Notre Dame. I love how Corey Miner just positions the love for Notre Bet the love for Notre Dame is not being for everybody. And there's a a really big sacredness to that that for what if you fit what Notre Dame is in terms of your discipline and the the bigger picture love for it, you'll 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 see that it stands alone in that realm of what everybody else is looking for when it comes to college. And I think that's the best part about it. And then it's okay if you don't. But Notre Dame is still making waves that you can't ignore either. Yeah. So it's just what side of the fence would you rather be on? And it, it, if you can get a chance to be on the Notre Dame side, it, it usually tends pretty well. It is a blue jay outside my window, bro. That's why I'm like, it's snowing right now. And like a blue jay is on my windowsill. This is crazy. It's a beautiful bird, by the way. That's right. Yo, that's crazy. Lucky love. But no, I just want you guys to know that, man. Because I think it's been 35 years, man. And and that quilt that finally will end in a national championship, man. Um, All you guys, I think everybody part of the previous regime, you guys set the tone. Like Marcus Freeman came in on what you all established. It wasn't like he had to build a program from like the bottom. Right. No. The no. Pro, he came in based upon your blood, sweat, and tears, Will's blood, sweat, and tears, everybody going all the way back. So, yeah, there will be, in my opinion, I think all you guys should have some pride when it happens. Like, yo, that's what's up. Yeah, but even still, though, you know, the team that it that does end up doing it, it, it sets themselves apart because of just the mere fact of – Oh, heck yeah. Of actually completing the task. And, you know, I thought 2012, as special as it was, still doesn't have that icing on the cake because they didn't win it. Which I think we would have talked about 2012's team. They're probably the most beloved team, like probably from the Kelly era. Yeah, but and it's like, man, you would just that would just make I think Coach Kelly's time there a lot better, you know. Yeah, more memorialized if he was able to do the things in 12 like he was positioned to do. I think losing that gave the whole Pete Carroll Seattle Seahawks feel. Yeah. It just it never was the same after that. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Notre Dame in the initial CFP rankings left come in at 15. Mm. And honestly, 
I didn't understand why Notre Dame fans were so upset. Like, yeah. I understand we could sit here, throw analytics numbers up of why they should be higher than, you know, the three or four teams in front of them, Utah, LSU. Nah. Hey, man, can I be honest for a second left? Yep. That's what we do. Can I be honest for a second? That's what we do. As Notre Dame, don't lose the Louisville. That's it. If you're Notre Dame, you can't lose the Louisville. You can't lose the Duke. They're going to punish you more because you're Notre Dame. We know this. It's not a conversation of whether or not it's fair. We know this. The same way they're going to give us a bunch of credit if we had beaten Ohio State. If we had beaten Ohio State and, and still had lost to Louisville, you would be in the top 10 easily. 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 So you have, hey, you're Notre Dame. Take the good with the bad, man. They're telling you that Louisville game was a bad loss. That's what they're telling you. They're, and, and Louisville is ranked in front of you. So I hear the you know the complaints. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just telling you. Yes, a one loss. You know what they're saying? You know what they're saying? As you celebrate a 58-7 victory over Pittsburgh, they're saying if you were so great to dominate Pittsburgh and they beat Louisville, how in the heck did you lose to them? That's it. That's what they're saying. That's it. <laughs> like dominating Pittsburgh actually hurt the case. As crazy as that sounds. Not saying it's right. Not saying you're not right for feeling the way you feel. But that's what? why Notre Dame is who they are and get judged how we do. Mm -hmm. It's it's like we can't lose a game we shouldn't lose because to everybody else it's just so egregious. It's it's not like Duke losing to North Carolina State or mm -hmm. Clemson losing to Florida State. It's y'all lost. To Louisville, that's so mm -hmm. beneath you guys. Yeah, we don't care how many games you win because that is just such a stain. It's like being the son of a pastor or a preacher. Yeah, society and everybody expects you to be different. They don't yeah, expect they, you, they don't expect you to be a kid, <laughs> bro. I'll never forget. We had seventh, eighth grade, the basketball team. We would play our game. We would go grab lunch together. And then we had this really cool teacher named Miss Arrington that would let her, that would let us eat and chill out in her classroom. Every Friday, love. Miss Arrington just happened to go to high school with my dad. Okay. Her only rule is do not come in here if you have an actual class this period. Right, right. Don't be in my That was her rule. Right, I'll do this one Friday. I just wanted to kick it, so I skipped class. She mm -hmm. found out I skipped class, 
she snapped on me in front of everybody that was in the room mm. and her last statement was and your father's a pastor and i'm like what in the world does that have to do with anything yeah they love that like, what are you talking about like, you, you gotta have a more high a higher moral value yourself right like i can't be a kid and no. just want to hang out with my friends and you supposed to be grown, Sean. I'm supposed to be grown, right? <laughs> and I'm sorry, Notre Dame fans. That That's how is, they do you. That's how they that do Notre Dame. That do. You are a Notre Dame fan. You a top five program. Yeah, dude. That's, I'm sorry, man. These are the things we have to deal with. These are the things we have to deal with, man. They, they expect more of us. They expect more of they expect more of Notre Dame fans. They expect more of Notre Dame as a program. And it is what it is, man. Like, and all that analytic stuff, I'm telling you what the committee told you last night. If you beat Pittsburgh like that, there is no way you should have lost to Louisville. No. None. They don't care about Louisville's ranking. They don't care about Louisville shutting out Duke. They don't care about that. They don't care. They don't. They don't. No. They like they're like you got dominated by Louisville. And that's it. And that's it. By a basketball school. That's how they that's how they take it. Right? And this is why next year will feel so much different. Next year we'll be if we're in the same position, we'll be three spots from the playoffs. That's right. And the reaction won't be so crazy. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's like you, you, you got to overreact because you're not in the top four. But we will never cross the top four losing Louisville. It just won't happen. Mm-hmm. Not the way this playoff system set up. Got to be better than that. So, yeah, Jason Smith said there are undue expectations on Notre Dame and Notre Dame fans. It just it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I want to say this too. Because I see what Nathan Milton said. Nathan, Nathan, give me a football reason. Not this whole spooky, ooh, this game scares me. Clemson's talented. Give me a football reason why Clemson scares you. Just give me a viable football reason why Clemson scares you. Their quarterback is regressing. Their offensive line is bad. They can't run the ball when they have Will Shipley. And more than likely, they won't have Will Shipley. Mm. They've lost four games in which... They have They're more not going to surprise us with something they don't have. Dude. They're not shipping in any new players. They're not getting any new plays. Their quarterback isn't getting any better from week one to week. I mean, I'm not going to say get any better. He's not going to make any drastic leaps where he just has a stroke of genius watching film against us where he's got some secret 
play or secret talent he's going to unleash to the world. This is who they are on film. Trust that we have things to match that, and we're going to be fine. Obviously, they're going to play a little harder. We have to account for that. We can't go in there making it easy for them by having a bunch of mistakes and turnovers. But if we go in there and play a clean game, we'll do what we're supposed to do. Our problem is I think we psychologically think that every team is a trap game. But after a while, when we start winning and putting up numbers, realize that we're a good team, that the other team is more worried about us than we are them. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Yeah, and I look, I think this game is, I won't say dangerous, but I think this game early on will be a battle of emotions. Yeah. And, and I think Notre Dame will have to fight through what everything you just pointed out left, because those are the things that will fuel the emotions of that stadium and Clemson's team. Like, dude. Of course, they have talented players. Yeah, like they haven't they haven't put pressure on the quarterback because most of their pass rushers and defensive ends are injured. Yeah, their defensive tackles are really good, but their defensive tackles were on the field when Notre Dame ran for two hundred plus or almost three hundred last year. Like Notre Dame's offensive line doesn't fear. Those defensive tackles, they just they just bullied them a year ago. Like we've done this. We we faced you already and bullied you. Okay. It's a different stadium at a different time. What's up? Like you don't have as a defensive line, you don't have the depth. So okay, come out emotional, make some plays early. We'll stick to our game plan and we'll wear you down. That's it. That's it. Because the truth of the matter is, your offense can't score points. Your offense has struggled to score points. So if we don't turn the ball over, take our time. Hey, our special teams is peaking. They're peaking. We got a punt return. It's time for a punt block. It's time for a punt block. Hey, like fans are saying in the chat, play our game. We're the better team. We're the better team. Play our game. And that's it. Heck, if Notre Dame 
on the flip side, if Notre Dame walks in there and punches them in the mouth in the first quarter, you might see an empty stadium. That's right. In the fourth quarter. I mean, your answer, I, I asked for a football reason and you said you didn't really have one, Nathan. So, you know, I mean, your your original answer wasn't unfair. You know, I just asked if you can give a football reason. So it was never about, you know, your 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 response going back to what you originally said being fair. Yo, it's, you know, just from a football reason. You know, we don't feel that Notre Dame has a reason to fear a trip to Clemson, a road yeah. game at Clemson. And I will say this, and left, you made this point. It would be totally different if this game was at night. Because that atmosphere is... is you would have a little bit more to them, but you got to think, like... Yeah. They have way more issues than we do. And yeah. internally, so they got to fight more demons before they come fight us, and we well oiled machine at this point. I mean, it's about as oiled as they've been since the Ireland game. I mean, no, NC, I State. Sense. NC State. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 bro, I felt like. Notre Dame played a really I don't I, I'm being disrespectful if I say really. And excuse my French, you know, and don't judge my my faith. Notre Dame played their ass off against Ohio State left. Yeah, I mean they played their ass off. I don't know. Now I say that because we play our ass off no, no, every no. game, though. No, they don't. No, they do not. No, we they, they didn't play did our not. Ass off Duke. They didn't know Duke and Louisville. Nope. No. Playing our ass off is no. like USC. That's playing our ass off because of how the game went. That's playing our ass off. I I think a lot goes into that. I didn't say they played their best. I didn't say they could not have played better. But you don't go up against top talent and play and, and outplay them and then sit back and say, yo, we didn't play our tails off. Like, it took that type of... Because I don't want to, you know, because I people are going to say I'm blaming one player. I'm not playing, blaming one player. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying it was a certain person brought here for three games. That's all I'm saying. But Yeah, but everybody knew that before this. That's, listen, Coach Freeman told these quarterbacks before the season ended what he was needing. It. Coach Freeman said, I need three games, and I need a three-game assassin. Y'all not the assassin, and I'm going to get one. And the other two skedaddle. He didn't quite do the the stuff we needed. He won. He won some games, you know, mm -hmm. but it wasn't quite what we had hoped for. 
but hopefully he can make it up by winning this Clemson game convincingly by his attrition, by his ability to make the impact on the game. The running game is going to be there, but the impact has to come from Sam Hartman. What's up with your boy Patrick Williams wanting two hundred million dollars? Get that ball out of here! <laughs> You're trying to upset me now. You're trying to upset me now, left. You see that? You trolling me now? You're trying to upset me. It's been a great show. Patrick the chat Williams, has been great man. today. The fans have been great. Man, Patrick Williams wants two hundred million dollars from the Bulls. Hey man, you know, it is like Nathan, I'm just saying like USC is not a fearful game for me anymore. Not after what we just did. It wasn't a fearful game for me last year. Yeah. No, I knew we were in trouble when they said that Tariq Bracey and Cam Hart weren't playing before the game. I was like, oh snap. That's not good. Right. Right? With a freshman being our only defensive back that was healthy. But, man, I'm not scared. That's why. Remember all the heat we took from the fan base when we said, dude, beating USC and Clemson ain't going to mean nothing this year? Everybody's like, oh, no. You still, if you still, if you beat USC and Clemson, it's going to mean just as much as Ohio State. No. 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 This is a, one of those weighted tests. The yeah. Ohio State was 50% of your grade. Mm. Clemson was like 30, you know. SC was the other. No, Clemson, is, Clemson at this point is like a quiz, 5% of your grade. <laughs> yeah. This is a quiz. <laughs> this is a flat-out quiz. A quiz. The yeah. whole game is the final. Okay. <laughs> Ohio State was the midterm. Was the midterm. Damn near. And, and USC, <laughs> USC was – was your standardized testing? Yes. <laughs> and Clemson's a quiz. Like Clemson's just your quiz. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and all the rest. That's, that's pop your homework quizzes. assignments. Those that's are pop quizzes. Yes. Yeah, pop <laughs> quizzes. Like, yeah. Or your homework. You ain't really thinking right. about y'all like right. that. You pop quizzes. Right. Like the teacher has you do that, and she doesn't even ask about it the next day. Right. Like she doesn't even collect. She doesn't even collect. You know, like man, you gonna collect my homework? <laughs> I stayed up two hours to do this last night. You gonna, dude? At least collect it. Respect Straight me up. that <laughs> that much. <laughs> man, dude. Man, look. You know, we'll get into it tomorrow. The reason we're saving. Really deep, digging deep. Locked on ACC host, Ken Gibbs, our brother. He's been on with us before, right before the North Carolina State game. He joins us tomorrow. That's right. So we'll really dig into Clemson, the breakdown, offense versus defense, defense versus offense. And he has, because they just played North Carolina State, so he'll be able to give us a really great breakdown. And then – uh We'll give you the predictions and everything Friday, man. It is uh, 
Man, look. I agree, Clyde. Clyde the Glass said, I, Malik might not agree, but I, you can play your butts off and lose to a team. You just can't, man. Oh, man. Did Earl Spence fight his butt off? I was about to say something disrespectful, man. <laughs> he, he got the brake speed off of him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on. It just doesn't look good because you didn't win, man. I, you see it, the UFC fighter fought his tail off against Tyson Fury. He didn't win. Now, you can say what you want to say. He was robbed, whatever. He fought his tail <laughs> off. Now, he fought his ass for sure. He came off from a different discipline, yeah. stepped yeah. into the ring against the best heavyweight, fought his tail off, knocked him down. What else is he supposed to do? What else is he supposed to do, man? Yeah. Like, what else is he supposed to do? I I mean, for what it's worth, he did what he was technically. I mean, he ain't he didn't get the opinion of the win. Yeah. He had some winning moments for sure. Man, I'm just saying. You not not Tyson Fury's big tip. And from what I heard. They gave Tyson Fury like a 15 count mm. to get up. Yeah, they like do if you go back and watch a video, like that, it's like 12 seconds. Because as soon as he hits the ground, somebody next you gotta start counting. supposed to have a count. They were like, man, they gave that dude like 12 seconds. They gave him a breather. <laughs> like this is an exhibition. So <laughs> Okay, starting late. To give you yeah. some water. You all right? Yeah, but no. It should be, you know, and I'm not, now I will say this. Guess what? As we get ready to go, guess what the line is right now, left? Remember what I told you what Vegas was doing when it opened up at one? Isn't it minus three right now? Minus three and a half. Three or three and a half left. You know what that means? <laughs> uh, they they got a lot of Clemson money on the hook, bro. <laughs> what did I tell you? They Vegas is smart, bro. Boy, they said, you know what they said? Dang, Clemson looks bad. We gotta do something to get people believing in. We Clemson, gotta do bro. something. We gotta like do Notre Dame just crushed Pitt. Clemson just lost to North Carolina State. And they look bad. Man, we got to do something to get them on the hook. All right, we're going to make Clemson a one-point underdog at home. And Cat saw that one point and was like, <laughs> they just must know something about Notre Dame. And all of a sudden, it's three, three and a half. We might get it at four by Saturday. Boy, Vegas. Basically, well, this is what I said, dude. I was like, dude, if this game was at Notre Dame, Notre Dame would be favored by like five, six points. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Like so you're saying it's gonna creep up to five or six by Saturday. It's gonna settle. No, it's gonna settle around three and a half. Three and a okay. half, maybe four. Okay. And that's the I mean, if more money keeps coming in on Clemson, they'll keep raising it. My point is. They had to lure the betters in. 
because there was no, there was nothing attractive to betters about Clemson. No, nothing. 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 There was nothing attractive about Clemson, and Vegas was like, "We have to create it, man. We got to put some uh, some hellified makeup on Clemson this week. Mm. We got to get some strobe lighting here. <laughs> like, man, we got to get people dancing. Don't cut these lights on. That's right. Do not cut these lights on. Let these people dance. Put this money on Clemson, and then watch." The floor be the carpet be pulled from the rug be pulled from up under them on Saturday morning. That's mm-hmm. that's what's about to happen. So you can feel it, huh? I told you Vegas is about to make money off Notre Dame, bro. I saw it coming from a mile away. A one point favorite. Come on, man. <laughs> you just watched. This Clemson team is four and four, dude. And they're one point underdog. All right. You know what time it is. You knew what that was, right? Petty junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story today brought to you by Nora Whiskey, norawhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, norawhiskey.com. Yeah, dude, Patrick Williams. Man, the Bears for that terrible trade. Chicago sports is not. Dude, Chicago, there is no sports town worse than Chicago right now. None. No, name it. Y'all doing pretty bad right now, man. Name it. Name it. There is absolutely New York. New York, the Giants and the Jets and the Knicks are terrible. No, the Knicks. The Knicks went to the playoffs. Well, all the other sports are terrible. The Knicks actually have two players that are all stars. Like, Randall, Randall and Burton. I mean, mm. they actually have players that are all star. Going to what the second round? So what do the Bulls have? Zach What do the Bears have? One. Empty calories. <laughs> You're about to tell me about the next empty calorie, which is Justin Fields. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. White Sox are terrible. Cubs are mid. What? I can always give you, like, Simeon. I can give you the high school team. That are always nationally ranked. I can give you that. 
I can give you that. I can give you Mount Carmel in football, National Power, Loyola Academy. Man, that's that's all I got left. I have to go all the way down to high school. Y'all worse in Cleveland sports. The only thing, only city that right. Well, no, I can't even say that see, anymore. See. I was about to say, I was about to say Detroit. Cleveland sports rivals, y'all. No, the Browns are pretty decent right now, bro. Decent. You know, that don't last long. I'm, I mean, the Cavaliers went to the playoffs last year. Y'all went to the playoffs last year. No, we did not. Oh, the play-in. Oh, y'all was one game away from the no, play-in. One game away from the play-in. Y'all was one game away. That was it. Come on, dude. Stop it. Left is trolling me right now, y'all. That's <laughs> what he's doing. Patrick Williams asked for two hundred million. I need to give it he, to him. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> Teddy Train, Bedlam, one last time. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and uh, Mike Gundy. Yeah, man, you and uh, Brian Bosworth are nasty. Social media, but it was a rivalry then. Like you know. Uh, Bosworth spit in my face. I spit in his face. I mean, it was actually a rivalry, right? Like, um, uh, the summer of my, uh, before my sophomore year, you know, I would go to parties in Oklahoma City, and and uh, um, they would say, well, Bosworth and Migliazzo and some of those guys were here. And so I had to make a decision whether, um, were we going to have confrontation there and who was with me? Because, I mean, I'm not going to. You know, those guys, you know, I can kick them in the shin and run like hell, but, 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 you know, I mean, I'm not dumb. So we had to make those decisions because, I mean, what, what kind of a frame in mind was Brian going to be in on that point? I don't know. You know, um, you know, had he uh, taken a, a vitamin C and had a few drinks? Well, he might not be a guy you want to talk to at that point. You know, he'd get real red and cross his face. So there, it was a rivalry then. Now it's not as much anymore, unfortunately, because of the way it is. But it's a very important game. Um, isn't this the same dude that told us he was a man? Because he's what about forty-five now? Because he was forty. Yeah. He was, I'm forty. I'm a man. He probably he must not have been a man in college. Because first of all, you spit on me on the football field. It's on sight off the field. I ain't sitting up there trying to wonder whether or not we're going to have a confrontation. We're going to have a confrontation. Yes, yes. You spit on me on the football. I spit, Bosworth spit on me. I spit on him. Nah, fam. Nah. Next time I see you off the field, oh, it's a confrontation. Every time. I ain't thinking about my size. I got something for your size. <laughs> you guarantee that. I got something for your size. It's the biggest pipe. That's right. That I can find. That's right. I do. What is he talking about? And this is when like cell phones weren't really popping. Yeah. I hey man, yeah. put that cat, put Mike Gurney on the pet train. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. This is back when it was a rivalry. He spit on my face. I spit on his face. That's Both not a rivalry. Yeah, Both of y'all saw. Yeah. He's spitting in faces. What? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Both of y'all are some disrespectful human beings. That's what you expose. You know how disrespectful of a person you have to be to spit on somebody? 
disrespectfully solved. No, that's not like part of rivalry in sports. That's what yeah, it they is. Got it was, that it was got a rivalry. to do with sports, though. That's what I'm no. saying. It's a rivalry. He spit on my in my face. I spit in his face. Yeah, it was like the dumbest thing I ever heard. Kids, that's a poor example of competition and rivalry. That is not it. That is a 45. Man, he's probably older than that now because that was almost 10 years ago. So he might be knocking on 50. They're crazy. That was <laughs> that was man, that was stupid. Yeah. Uh bruh, if you spit on me. On a pay tree. Okay. Marcus Jordan wanting his dad to be the best <laughs> man. <laughs> what does Michael Jordan do? <laughs> I don't know if they're worse or Jada Pinkett Smith is worse. I don't know which situation is worse. But Michael Jordan, the seat is hot. The choice is yours. He probably like, man, keep me out of this. Hey, man. I bet you, like, I bet you all his boys are hitting him up like Mike. Mike. I bet you Magic is like Mike. Mike. You can't do it, You can't do it. Hey, man. Can't do this, brother, like this, You know, his boy Charles Oakley that he's tight with to this day. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. And that country twang, hey Mike. Can't, can't do it, bro. And you definitely know Ahmad is hitting him up. Ahmad is probably like, hey man, if you go, can I record it? Can I interview you? Let's talk about it on the pod. Oh man, oh man. What is Mike to do? What would you do? Okay, if you Scotty, what would you say to Mike? Hey, bro, this is a true story. <laughs> the family went on vacation. Oh, my goodness. And my brother was engaged <laughs> to someone. I have good reason. I have, I have to put this out there. Um, the young lady he was engaged to actually called. This is when I had a house phone. Called my house phone and asked for another dude. I picked up the phone and she asked to speak to another dude and then heard my voice recognized my voice and hung up so of course I told my brother (laughs) like hey dude all I'm saying is it could be innocent I'm just telling you this is what happened now, you do with that whatever you want to do with it, right? <laughs> so they went through with the engagement, right? My wife was in the wedding. My wife had bought her dress, had bought the shoes, everything. I told my wife, don't buy that dress. <laughs> don't buy those shoes. She was like, man, you not getting your tux? No. No. <laughs> I already know where this is headed. <laughs> Family vacation and their party, engagement party, was the Saturday after we were supposed to get back. 
ask me if I went. <laughs> so you don't even have to ask me about Michael Jordan. <laughs> I didn't do it in real life. Like, dude, this ain't going nowhere. He ain't marrying her. It's not happening. And he didn't. He didn't. So, so, so Mike, Mike not going. Hey, man, I feel like. That's his son, though. Respect the couple. Because if you're not going to go, if you, if Mike is not going in full forgiveness and support, don't bring that energy to they, they, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If Mike is like finally going to reconcile with the full situation, then yeah, go stand by your son's side. But if he's gonna be up there like this some this some this some BS. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't do that, man. Oh man. Uh, man, don't do that, man. I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't about I to sit there. Either, I, I wouldn't I wasn't about to sit there and lie to my brother and make him feel like I support this. I don't because you, you got it. You you your son, I don't know if your son not locked into the situation, but man, this I've been rolling with Scotty for a long time, man. Man, man you asking me to do some real crazy shit. Yo, I'm happy to report that uh my boy Joe Smith has a backbone. Oh yeah, he didn't even let waste no time. No, left the crib. Left her. She crying on TMZ. I love him. He's my best friend. I want him to come back. That Joe was like, "All right, quick with it. Quick good with for it. him, bro. Good for him, bro. Good. Man, very good for him because I was worried about him before. He didn't let no news media circle up. No, he said, "I'm out of here, bro." Oh. oh, Joe got up out of there. I said, "Okay." Um, and, she, and, and she know and she know now shit. <laughs> she was too cool in that video. That's what it was. Yeah. She was just way too cool in that video. It was uh-huh. it was no big deal. He was trying to tell you, you gotta talk, man. Okay. Like, no, you were supposed to tell me. Yeah, she just like not no big deals, whatever. Okay. What's the she was making what what do they call it? The, you know, you know, the duck lips. That's what they call it. Had yeah. a tough lips going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. 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 Yeah. Oh, All right. You're right. Whatever. Whatever. You're right. Exactly right. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, I can't wait for Mason Cam to talk about that. Dog. Oh, man. I can't wait. That's right. I cannot wait. And last but not least, man, that cat Wallow is a fool. <laughs> Gilly head all on the table. Man. <laughs> like, get off of that, man. <laughs> get the video start with him on top. <laughs> Make this stuff so funny. Just had he. Oh, man. They, they play way too much, man. Oh, man. Dude, we love you guys. We appreciate you, man. We're going to continue to give you the best content, Notre Dame culture. And definitely the best interviews with Notre Dame players, man. Uh, someone asked who's next. Um, we working on Isaac, trying to get Isaac Rochelle. Isaac Rochelle. He between and, practice squad, uh, you know, he's doing his thing, trying to get on the field. Isaac Rochelle. Oh, is he? Wait a minute. Does he have a new head coach coming? He surely does. Maybe give us Yes, he does. Wow. 
Well, at least he's in Vegas, though. Yeah. Solid. Not mad at that. Oh. Throw Asia Wilson on the petty train, too. Oh, with the Usher thing? For talking all that trash. She's talking and, all and, that and, trash. And folding like a chair. Folding, folding. When that cat Usher Raymond came your way at the concert. She wanted no smoke. Or, you know, she had a little boyfriend. Kiki Palmer again? She got a little boyfriend. That cat Usher fed her that straw, that chocolate cup of strawberry. Yeah, it's over with. She was thinking about it like, man. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. Man, I know he's gonna say something about this. You That's right. right. Another man put a chocolate cup of strawberry up to your mouth. You bet, man. These girls oh. are here. These girls are here. It's just not the same, man. Dude, my wife went to see Usher with her best friend. You think it wasn't a conversation? Like, look here. Don't you end up on World Star? Don't you let Usher, don't you let Usher play you? Don't you let don't you let him do it? Don't don't you do it? <laughs> don't you do it? She was like, you play, you play too much. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. You'll be like. Find out like Joe Smith. <laughs> you think I play too much, huh? Okay. You don't think fat meat is greasy, huh? See? <laughs> yeah. Then that dude straddled. Then he straddled her. I was like, oh, Asia. Come on now. You, no. you, you. you. <laughs> You in trouble, baby girl. It's gonna be a problem when you get back. Yeah, to the yeah, you got a problem at home, man. Oh, boy, man, charge it to the game, man. Just hey, man, it. my my best friend because we're about to get out of here now. My best friend went uh, to Vegas last weekend, and he went to the Adele show, and then he went to the Usher show. So I had dinner with him. The week before he no like days before he flew out to vegas and uh i told him i said bruh i said that uh usher show is not for your wife he said what you mean why i'm spending all this money for her to go to the usher show i said i'm gonna tell you once again that usher show is not for your wife he called me the next day after he went. He said, bro, you did not lie. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, he flies in real good talent. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I was like, bro, don't worry. Don't worry. You you think you're taking your wife to see Usher? Mm-mm. No. That's for you, bro. That's right. <laughs> that show. That's Usher put that show on for you. He's singing to your wife. But that show, oh, that's for you. There we go. That's for you. There we go, Us. No. Hey, Us is the best investment for a couple. Period. Everybody you go wins. To a concert, everybody wins going to Usher's concert. Everybody. I'm going to, I just spent tickets on Mariah's Christmas uh, concert. Oh, yeah. She, uh, She's uh, bringing it to Chicago this year. That's the best money hack on the planet. Amen. She doing it. Hey, bro. 
Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let me go and watch Axe and Bronson's latest episode of uh, F That's Delicious. We're about to get out of here, man. Thank you, guys. Have a great Wednesday. Spin it different. We'll be right back.